Hello everyone and welcome. I'm Renata Bernardi and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I give you tips, advice and interview experts to help you nail your next job and have the career that you want. Today we're going to talk about two unexpected ways to boost your recruitment prospects and career advancement on a budget. During the month of January 2020, I'm sharing with you and my followers 31 small but effective steps that you can take to advance your career prospects this year. I already shared two steps on social media, one yesterday, the 1st of January, um, and another one today on the 2nd of January, and we will go on one day at a time until the end of the month. This will be very fun for me and I hope that it will help you as well because my purpose is to give you easy, actionable, simple and the way that I like things, step-by-step actions that you can take to advance your career and see that you're making progress. Before we begin, however, I have a few announcements to make. So first of all, a reminder that the Job Hunting Podcast goes out weekly and usually on a Thursday, so far so good, we have been able to manage all of the podcasts on a Thursday morning, and I'd be delighted for you to subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify, and I'm now uploading them on YouTube as well. So you can listen to it wherever is easier for you. If you subscribe to my weekly newsletter, and I recommend that you do, the episode will drop into your inbox every Thursday morning together with my thoughts and ideas and a few curated articles for you to read. And I've been getting lots of great feedback about the newsletter, which makes me super excited because I really enjoy putting it together. Um, The links to all of these um, things are on the episode show notes and it's super simple. Just click on the link and you subscribe wherever you want. Another announcement that I need to make is about my availability for 2020. If you have browsed my website, you will know I only see up to five clients at any one time. Well, for the period of February until August 2020, I only have two spots available at any one time during those months. And this is for the 90 day projects that I do with clients, of course. Uh, For my one-on-one online private consultations, I am always available and I'll explain to you why in a minute. So, you know, if you have uh, the need for a one-on-one consultation, just send me a distress signal, reply to one of my emails, send me a DM or just um, go online and and go through the uh, process of registering to have that one-on-one consultation and I'm ready to help you. This is the difference between the two services that I provide. With the 90-day projects, I'm committed to the 90-day project as much as you. So examples of projects that I do are, for example, amplifying your personal brand and opportunities during a specific time, such as when you receive an award, like a Telstra award, for example, or supporting you when you are returning to work after a long break, supporting you when you're returning to Australia after being away for a long time, or if you're completely new to the country. 
um, or if you want to change careers or you, you want to change expertise within the same career and we work together on a transition plan for you. Um, another example would be uh, you are going through a prolonged recruitment or promotion process and you need uh, a team support and so on. So those are ideas of 90 day pro projects that um, I help clients with. Um, one on one consultations would be uh, examples of that would be things like you are um, going through a very pivotal, urgent moment issue at work, something that came up and it requires um, urgent support for you to feel confident about taking your next steps. Or you are about to accept a job offer, but you want to bounce back ideas to maximize your salary package and benefits. Another example would be you receive more than one job offer and you want to support, uh, you want my support to help discuss the different opportunities before you make a final decision. Um, you are about to resign, for example, and you want support before taking that next step. Uh, or you have no idea where to begin and you need support just to kickstart your career advancement. So all of these examples are real examples of situations that I have helped people with. And um, I think it's good for me to kind of um, explain that to you, because even if you're looking at other coaches, those are the sort of opportunities you would be engaging a coach for. Right. Um, so and, and that's the difference between engaging a coach um, for a single session or a series of sessions as some clients of mine have done or engaging um, on a project and ultimately what you want to do is really shift the needle you want to finish that one-on-one -on -one consultation or that you know you want to progress within that 90-day project noticing that you are making um, you know, leaps and bounds, big changes that you wouldn't be able to make alone. And you should always talk to your coach to make sure that you are on track to achieve um, the goals that you set out to do when you begun the sessions. So this is really um, good, um, regardless of you willing to work with me or not. Um, so this is why I only have a limited number of clients for the 90 day project, as you can see. Um, it's much more time intensive. You have to be always top of mind. There's a lot of research and work that I do when I'm not with the client that goes along with that 90 day project. But as someone who is determined to help you always, I'm always available for the one on one one on one online private consultations, at least for the foreseeable future, as I can still manage all my clients for now. But believe me, I have been already talking to amazing coaches to support me if you if we get to that stage, but not yet, not for now. So just letting you know that until August, I am partially booked and can still accommodate two clients at any one time. And then from September onwards, I am free as a bird for 90 day projects. If you want to know more about how I work and what this actually means, just go to my website and the link will be on the show notes. OK, so let's talk about the two unexpected, very cheap, 
very simple ways that you can boost your job hunting prospects and or your career advancement. I bet you are not even thinking about these two actions um, and you can't see how they relate to job hunting, but believe me, they do. Okay, so number one, set up a professional voicemail message. Now, this is the thing, we don't call ourselves, right? So we don't usually check the voicemail message that we have that often. And I really think that we need to pay more attention to that, especially if we are expecting recruiters, hiring managers and headhunters to contact us. And even if you're not expecting them to call you, they may. Um, And regardless, even if you're completely happy at work, you want to make sure that your voicemail message, first of all, is there. First and foremost, you got to have a voicemail. If you are in the corporate sector, in the not-for-profit sector or in government, you have to have a voicemail. If you currently have one of those mobile plans that doesn't include one, consider changing and upgrading. Recruiters, hiring managers and headhunters get really frustrated with that 10 second message to text that rarely ever works, especially for somebody like me who has an accent. I am yet to see those things work for me. So make sure that you have a voicemail message to start off with. You have access to it. Secondly, write down a simple, short, courteous and professional message. For example, Hi, you've reached Renata Benati. I'm unable to come to the phone right now, but if you leave me your name, number and a short message, I will be sure to call you back as soon as possible. That's it. That's all you need. Don't believe what you find in the internet and, and, and say this, wrong, this long message asking people to send you an email. If they have called you, they want to speak to you. Assume that and don't send people away by saying, oh, if it's urgent, contact me by email and send me. No, people don't want to do that. They just want to talk to you. Okay, so have a message that's simple, easy. And remember to check your voicemail message when you get, you know, a notification that there is a message for you there. I say this and people think sometimes that, um, and I have received um, feedback, oh, you know, your feedback and advice is so good for early careers. And quite frankly, early careers, millennials, they are really switched on. My clients are not early careers. My clients are 10, 15, 20, even 30 years down the track. And they are the ones that really struggle sometimes with technology and with setting up things like voicemail messages. And you know what? If you're struggling with that, find a younger niece, nephew, son, somebody that can help you with technology. That's usually how I do things, by the way. So there is uh, no problem whatsoever in asking younger people to help you um, set up your voicemail message. So record your voicemail message inside a closet. And I, I know this sounds weird, but in a carpeted small room, or if you put a blanket over your head, your voice will sound better. Okay, so this is kind of taking a step up, but at least try not to um, 
record it in a place where the sound reverberates because you don't want that kind of weird noise um, behind you and also a place that's quiet. You just take your time, find a quiet place and record it. Place the microphone close but slightly above your mouth. And I say this uh, mostly for women because we have a very, I do, I have quite a squeaky voice and when I record it, it becomes even higher and I don't like that. So I take all of these sort of extra steps to make sure that my voice sounds as good as it can be. Set it up so that the message works when your phone is busy and when you don't answer it. Ask a friend to call you and you know, make sure that you call yourself from another phone and test that the messages are working. So the reason why I say this is um, I'll give you an example. Earlier in 2019, I worked for a business school for a couple of months and my job was to support them in developing and promoting their executive leadership programs. And together we called hundreds and hundreds of people. And I would say that 30 to 40 percent of these people who are professionals with jobs and careers did not have a voicemail message. Now, if I was a headhunter trying to reach them, I would be very frustrated. Um, so I think that if people are interested in executive leadership programs, they are probably ambitious and keen on career advancement. If they are keen on career advancement, investing thousands of dollars in executive training can be very good. But making yourself available and easy to find is actually even better. So that this is why I'm saying it's unexpected. It's really budget friendly, but it can help you and can really progress your recruitment process much faster if you make yourself easily available. Okay, let's move on to number two. Update your social media privacy settings. This is really, really important. And it really will depend on which sector you're in. So remember that the advice that I give is usually for people that are in the corporate sector, not for profit sector and government. Um, so I would um, adapt um, and adjust. But this advice that I'll be giving you now is the um, let's say risk-free advice, right? So anything else that you do that is different from this will increase some of the risks for you when you're recruiting, when you're job hunting and going through a recruitment process. So the general rule of thumb for the corporate government and public sector um, professionals is keep your life private, keep your professional credentials on display on LinkedIn, of course. Be mindful of your current employment and what you can and cannot say publicly. And don't mix things up. That is, avoid oversharing work information in your personal Facebook account, for example, and be careful not to share cat videos on LinkedIn. And if you think people don't do this, you are not on these platforms enough. Trust me, it's happening quite a lot. So let's start with LinkedIn because this is the most important one for your professional development, career progression and job hunting prospects. If you are looking for work, adjust your privacy settings so that, first of all, make sure that you have job preferences available 
because if you make that available to recruiters, not to all LinkedIn members, but to recruiters, recruiters will know and be notified of your availability. You'll be able to choose which sectors you're in, oh, sorry, which jobs you're interested in, and if you're part-time or full-time or contractor and so on. Now, I believe this is only available for LinkedIn Premium members. So if you have listened to my podcast from last week, where I discuss all of the different investments you can do in your career from a very small budget to a very high budget, the LinkedIn Premium was my first um, investment idea and advice that I gave you. It's 39 Australian dollars per month and I think it's worth paying it if you can um, to advance your career in 2020 and have the availability of all these um, benefits, additional benefits that LinkedIn Premium gives you, including the job preferences. If you are doing um, profile and career research, make sure you make yourself anonymous. So what I mean by that is if you are currently looking for job opportunities, you might want to, you know, as you investigate something um, on seek.com or Indeed, you might want to look at who is working for that organization, who your your boss would be or who the recruiter is and so on. So make yourself anonymous on LinkedIn and you can browse and look at everybody without looking like a stalker. Right. So this is really important. And many people forget to do that step. And uh, for example, I get a lot of people looking at my profile over and over and over and over again. And it's just it's a bit creepy. So I would ideally um, suggest that you don't do that. But if you are job hunting, you would want to look over and over and over again. Um, Let's say if it's your potential manager's LinkedIn profile, or if it's the profile of the person who is leaving the organization and you would be replacing that person. So, you know, you can browse away on LinkedIn. If you're anonymous, nobody will know that you are looking at their profile. Another thing you can do on LinkedIn um, is if you are updating your profile, remember to turn off the notifications to your connections so they don't see every little bit of editing that you do and make your LinkedIn accessible and publicly available to everybody. So LinkedIn, there's nothing personal there. It is your, um, the the, the 2020 version of your resume and your curriculum, and it should be accessible, um, especially if you are job hunting and looking at promotion or advancing your career in the coming year. So make sure that it is accessible. Many people don't put their photos there or don't make it publicly available or easy to find. And that's not really helping your career progression. Okay, now let's move on to Facebook. But if you are a TikTok or a Snapchat um, user, this would also relate to you. My recommendation is to always keep your Facebook private. Use Facebook to connect with friends and family and allow you to share some personal information and pictures uh, with friends and family without having to worry about it being um, seen by other people around the world. So make sure it's private. Uh, Lock all those 
privacy settings on Facebook so that people can't share them and can't see them if they're searching for you on the World Wide Web. So all of those things, Facebook allows you to um, make sure that you keep yourself as private as you can. Okay, now let's move on to Instagram. Instagram is uh, tricky. If you are a person who loves photography, have a hobby like fishing or stone collection, or you are a marathon runner, you may want to use Instagram as your outlet and medium to share your passion with other people. So this is, it could, I wouldn't call it a side hustle because it's not a separate business, but it's a very important part of your persona and it's not just personal. So for example, I have a very good friend who has worked with me in the past and she's an academic and she's also an ultra marathon runner and she uses uh, her Instagram to share her ultra marathon runs and it's really interesting. So that you can uh, make sure that Instagram, for that reason, Instagram can be made public for you. But if you what you're sharing on Instagram is pictures of you and friends, um, you know, photos of smashed avocados or photos of your babies, um, you on the beach on a summer holiday, then I would keep it private. It's very much like Facebook for you. It's just a different um, platform. So keep it private. Twitter is another interesting one. Use it to follow leaders of your industry, journalists. I That's what I do. I, I follow politicians, journalists, industry leaders, people that I look up to. And it keeps me, you know, always um, knowing what's happening in the world. If you are a confident social leader, this is a great platform for you to contribute, even more so than the LinkedIn um posts sharing. So um, you have to be a thought leader, have something to say, um, be able to be comfortable in sharing. And also remember what I said at the beginning about um, making sure that work is okay with you, um, having a voice and having opinions about policies or issues that are happening. It's always good to check. So make sure that you are aware of what the work policies are for um, sharing on Twitter, LinkedIn and so on. Okay, so these are the two first tips for 2020. Like I said, um, I will be doing one every day for 31 days up until the end of January. So in the next podcast, I will mention a couple couple of other um, tips that I would be giving um, during the week that's coming up. And in the meantime, don't forget to follow the Job Hunting Podcast and subscribe to my newsletter. Bye for now.